Welcome in to the Hitstick Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host for the evening. That is Chris, not the quarterback Sims. Joined with me, per usual, as always, it's the Souls Canine himself. It's Mr. Rydog. What the fuck is up, Denny's? And Michael Seta is up in the house, too. He's sitting to the uh, left screen of me today, which is weird and really throwing my rhythm off because he's usually left, on the right. Left screen, eh? Hmm. Left screen, eh? I'll take it. Yeah, usually you're on the right screen, but today you're on the left screen, and now I don't know what's up and down and what's left and right, and then my entire world is just completely all fucked up. So, But we're going to get through it. We'll be all right. Um, anyway, you know where to find us. That is Hitstick Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of the socials. Get at us. Ask us some questions. We are the most active on Twitter. That is where we will give you lineup advice, start sit stuff, all that good stuff, trades, everything. Uh, whatever you got. Long-term feedback, that is hitstickfantasy at gmail.com. If you'd like to help this show out, please just leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That will uh, do good things for us and also tell a friend. So uh, we definitely like the exposure. So um, how are you guys feeling tonight after uh, a fun week of fantasy football? Not as high scoring as last week, but still fun nonetheless. I mean, one player kind of made it just as high scoring as last week, and that was Mr. Joe fucking Mixon. Yeah, yeah he I d- he made he helped me uh, hand Mr. Sims an L. That's this fine because he helped me nice give week. he helped me give out a lot of L's. So yeah. we're on to Cincinnati. I'm I have no issue taking that one for the amount of ones that I got because of him. I don't own him anywhere, but I didn't play against him anywhere. So go off, King. And per usual, just the lucky piece of shit that you are Mr. Ryan Long gets to not play him in multiple leagues this week because you play me in multiple leagues and I have him in all my leagues and he's on by so yep but anyway um yeah it was a it was a good weekend so there was definitely a, a good amount of high scoring affairs we saw some we saw just some great games we saw like that Chargers uh Falcons game that that game was just perfect I mean the way that the Falcons just decided to completely hand the game away for free and just said here you go Chargers just take this W away from us we don't need it so so I have a question and it kind of can go for both of you was this weekend not the most peaceful weekend of football yes. ever yes it was because it our teams were on by it Almost. was so enjoyable all the games were kind of close so like they were like a decent watch most of them and I was just like, this is a good weekend. This is a good week of football. And I was just like, I wonder, oh, yeah, because I had no stress. No stress of the Browns playing. Dude, I went and to play golf great. in the morning. Like, I had a nice, relaxing day on Sunday. I, no stress. I thought football could not hurt me. And then it ended up not hurting me, but I realized I was wrong when Sunday night happened. And I saw that in a full PPR league, I was only up by, like, 24 points. And all that was left was my opponent, Mr. Steve, having uh, Travis Kelsey. So I was sweating that one out. That was a stressful game. He got very close. I only won by like four. So, but um, yeah, uh, very nice not having to watch either of our teams play poorly this weekend. Uh, was happy about that. You know, I, I put a tweet out today, and I'm curious what your guys' thought is on it. Um, we're nine weeks in. We know, you know, we got nine weeks of data here. We have seen the NFL for the 2022 season. It's nine weeks gone by. Who's winning the Super Bowl this year? Kansas City Chiefs. You're going KC? Yep. Mm, that's that's a tough one. I know. There's some there's some surprising teams. I think I'm gonna go with the Bills. I'm going with the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. I love all of those teams that you said. Like I think you know. 
pending Josh Allen status, we don't really have a full update on that UCL injury that he's got, but all those other teams that are really good this year are new. They're new good teams. Yes. The Chiefs are like the only like been there before, done that, the experienced team, the deep playoff team. That's yeah. why I think they'll be the ones to kind of just coast right through. Yeah, but I mean, still, the Bills have been there before. They were a second away from being there last year. And and even if Allen's out, like as long as it's only like, you know, a four game thing, I, I feel like their team's decent enough to kind of ride them out until Allen can come back and they can just go on a tear. Like it doesn't matter if they get home field advantage. If they make it into the playoffs still, and that's that's what matters for Buffalo, I feel like. I think it does kind of matter for them to get home field advantage personally, just because they're gonna have to go through Kansas City to make that Super Bowl. And it is a lot harder to win games in December and January in Arrowhead than it is for them to win on their home turf in Buffalo. So I do think it somewhat matters. And they'll they'll probably lose a few games with Case Keenum under center. But uh, yeah, I mean, every, and their yeah, division I, looks real good this year. Yeah, it does. For Miami Jets are surprising, and the Patriots are always the Patriots. Yeah, aren't the Patriots like five and four, and they're in last? Place? Yeah, like it's the AFC beast. Yeah, and then fucking Tom Brady is now four and five, and in first place, right? What Something like that. What a world that we live in. Um. Anyway, uh, circling back real quick here, uh, personal socials. I'm at uh, Hitstick Chris. Where are you guys at? At the real Ryan Long. At Michael underscore Soto. Yeah, just make sure the people know uh, where to get at us. Let's dive into some news here. Uh, you guys have already kind of hinted at it, and uh, that's Josh Allen who is dealing with a possible UC, uh, UCL injury. We don't know the full extent of that yet. Um, not really sure if he's going to miss time at all or if he's going to be out in a four- to six-week time frame. So you want to keep your eye on that. Uh, make sure you got a replacement for him or something. It's you know, the Tommy John injury. Yeah, the that's what that I hear. usually get Tommy John surgery on. People, I've... You know, obviously, no updates have come out yet as of this recording, but people are saying they're not thinking it's a tear because of that 70-yard pass he threw on that last drive, and normally that wouldn't be able to be achieved if you had a full tear of that. But if he needs Tommy John surgery, that's done for the year and plus. Yeah, that's not good. That's and that's not good for dynasty stock either. I mean, that's no those injuries. I mean, you saw what that injury did to Roethlisberger. We've seen what that injury is currently doing to Matthew Stafford, not to the full degree, but still along those lines. Josh Allen's obviously significantly younger than those two players when they had to deal with that. So probably a better recovery window and able to get back to, you know, where he was at, hopefully. But definitely not good. Uh, Keep your eye on that. Um, Aaron Jones also suffered an injury on Sunday, uh, looking like he will be able to play, but um, something to keep your eye on. Uh, if Aaron Jones can't go, are you willing to fire up AJ Dillon or, or are you just kind of hands off? Uh, he's still probably a flex play for me. Yeah. I, I've, I've been playing AJ Dillon even with Aaron Jones, even though he's been sucking. I was about to say, yeah, you, that's not been doing too well for you. Cause I tried to do that in the beginning of the year. Three, and it did not work. Three game, three game win streak. still with it, I only started him once or twice though. <laughs> yeah. I, so. I, I love AJ Dillon. It's, it's a shame what's going on in green Bay. We, that is a topic of discussion for this evening. So, uh, but staying in Green Bay really quick, uh, Romeo Dobbs is dealing with a high ankle sprain. Um, it, at this point, it's time to cut bait on him. Just let him go to the waiver wire. He wasn't anything too special. Not nothing to nothing worth holding on to, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, if you have a wide open IR spot and nothing worth being there, that changes some things. But with the way uh, injuries and everything is right now, I find it kind of hard to believe you don't have somebody better designated for that IR spot. So, right, I would let him go. Uh, and then the last bit of news here that we got is uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is cleared to play football. 
and is looking for a new home to try and win another Super Bowl. So, um, uh, are you guys willing to pick up Odell right now and do a little stash, a little stash key? I'm, if you're able and you have the route spot to do it, definitely for sure. He has tremendous upside, but I don't think he's going to like sign this week and then immediately return the following week. You're still probably like three weeks out from an Odell Beckham on your roster. Yeah. Actually playing a game. Agreed. So I wouldn't jump the gun too soon and drop. And drop what? Three times. It's. It's not really something that I'm prioritizing, but he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Yeah, I, I'm. It all depends. I mean, because he's not IR eligible. That's what sucks. So it's kind of hard to hold him. Outside of what are you doing? You like to stash players. Are you going to? Yeah, stashing Odell? I mean, I mean, it, it, it all depends on my team because Odell has tremendous upside. You saw when he went to the Rams, like it doesn't take long for him to adjust. Like he can walk in and get you 15 to 20 points any given week. If, if he goes to a decent team, like, you know, the Cowboys is the main one that's swirling about right now. Like, I would love to see that for him because I feel like that could give your team a lot too. So if my team's hurting for receiver or some reliable receivers, yeah, I would look to pick him up. Yeah, especially if you're – I agree, especially if, like if you're one of the top-end teams. Um, here's a good one for you guys as Browns fans. How early are you willing to stash Deshaun Watson? Because that's going to happen. He is going to be picked up and put on players and probably started towards the back end of seasons at what point in time are you picking him up in every single league i'm in he's been drafted and on their team the entire time uh, he's i'm pretty sure he's not on a team right now in the 12 team league that we are in together i will be shocked if he is because that that's a hard that's been a hard hold i'm gonna check I, I i feel like he is, it is a hard almost, hold i feel like he is in almost every one of my leagues he is an available free agent right now I'll in scoop. Our twelve team league. I'm about to scoop him up yeah, right now. Worth a scoop. Yeah, he's not. That what sucks is he's not IR eligible. At least not in Yahoo leagues. So, um, but uh, so you're so you're willing to scoop him now. You're you're in right. You're in get him right now territory. Well, I feel like at this point in in the fantasy league in the fantasy season, like you have your starters, you have your one to two guys on your bench that you might flex throughout the week. And you're picking up and dropping defenses unless you got one of the top end ones. So at this point, you're going to be having some pretty like droppable guys on your roster. So if you can sure up or take a swing at the quarterback position, like what happens if your number one guy goes down or your backup right now is Jared Goff or Aaron Rodgers, who's underperforming or someone like that? Like Watson has way more upside than those guys. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of upside. I'm not going to argue with you at all with that. So, uh, just a curious thing. I mean, obviously, this 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 is crunch time. This is when you make your push. This is when you start making little moves to – this is when the wins really matter. Like, this is when I'm willing to roster two defenses and look ahead at matchups for next week. This Like, this is when I'm willing to pick up handcuffs and stuff along those lines. Like, the playoffs are right around the corner. They're going to be faster than we think. So, um He's an interesting player for sure with uh, Watson. Um, anyway, though, uh, we got four teams on by this week. Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. All AFC teams. Uh, a little bit surprising there. But um, obviously uh, make arrangements to not have any of the fantasy-relevant players in those games. What team would you guys want to see Odell Beckham go to, though, if he, if he were to sign? Uh, personally, 
I mean, depending on Josh Allen's status, it would be the Bills. That Bills? would be my number one option, depending on you know how healthy he is. I think out of all the teams that have been kind of like rumored for him to track, I think my least favorite would be the 49ers just because of the way they run their offense and all of the other weapons they have around him. I think that kind of like, and Jimmy G as quarterback, it kind of limits his ceiling. I would hate the 49ers. There's already yeah. too many weapons there. I feel the I same way about Buffalo though. Diggs. Buffalo doesn't really have, Gabe Davis. they have one weapon. Gabe Davis. He would overjump Gabe Davis in a heartbeat. And I mean, I like the, I like the receiving running backs coming out of the backfield there. And you know, Dawson Knox is touchdown or bust, but he is there. Yeah, but that's not Josh Allen still throwing the ball 40 to 50 times a game. Look, like I, I said, a healthy Josh Allen is doing that. I have a lot of dynasty teams that hinge on digs, so we don't need anybody else there. And we need Josh oh. Allen to be healthy. Like now. I, I have a wild card one that I feel like I I would like a lot for fantasy, and it would be kind of sick for Odell, but it would piss me the fuck off, is him going to the Ravens. That's that's fuck my top team. No. That's my top team is the Ravens. The Ravens and the Giants are the top two teams I'd like to see him go for fantasy purposes. Obviously not, would not love to see. I mean, I, my team's, my favorite team's not doing anything this year anyway, so it doesn't really matter to me. It'd be a one-year thing, so. Fuck the Ravens, no. Yeah, I agree, Can fuck the Ravens, the Ravens, but that's, they need a wide receiver one bad, especially with Bateman now out for the whole year, so. um, But anyway, uh, let's dive into, um, you know, a little bit of recap here, talk about some guys that won us some games. Wow, you're so dominant. It's our uh, fantasy MVPs from week nine. Uh, who wants to kick things off? Who who got somebody a dub? Uh, I'll go because I think mine was one of the least impressive, and that's uh, Tua. He had another solid game, so he got me a dub in like one of my more important leagues. Got me uh, 30 points and six-point passing touchdown league, so he did pretty solid for me again. And, uh, you know, I, I'm riding Tua out the rest of the year for sure. Like, yeah. I'm starting him out. No, no issues. Tua's a must-start moving forward. I agree. I, I I definitely would um, uh, Tua or Herbert rest of year. Tua, Tua, he's he- yeah. he's healthier and has better weapons. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, now, yeah, Tua. yeah. I'd go Tua too. Yeah, it's tough. It's t- it's tough out there. I think I'm making that switch in one of my leagues this week. Um, but yeah, mine is uh Joe Mixon who might have given me a loss, but oh man, did he come through for me in some leagues that I really needed wins in? So he got me a big win over Steven Superflex, and he got me back on track in the eight. So um, I, I I love everything that man did. Five touchdowns, five. What? Four four in the first half. Yeah, he's um he's a beast. I'm I'm very happy that I stayed the course with Mixon in all the leagues that I took him in, and excited to see what he does moving forward here. Uh, so Ryan, who who's who do you got? Yeah, it's a shame you can't roll over points to the next week because fifty something points that's too much for one time. You already got the win. You you could use those points next time. No, can you just do the rollover? I, I'm I'm actually in favor of that. Like sometimes just you know take some points and just kind of. Reserve him from next week, like when Cooper. Let's Cup start a rollover league. A rollover. No, I want to start a super duper flex league where you start three quarterbacks. That would be absolutely insane. You got. You guys realize, uh, best ball is kind of like a rollover league. You just keep taking your running total and adding the points to it. I thought best ball was every week. It's just your best lineup is what ends up like you basically yeah. just do a draft and then you still have a head to head matchup every week. But no, it's whatever no, the no, best. No, no, no. No, most of the time in most best ball tournaments and best ball leagues, you're you're not doing. I'm sorry, Kima, stop squeaking your toy. But um, no, most best ball leagues is tournament style. So like you're going up against twelve teams, and your points do roll over week to week. Ah, see, I've never I've never done a best ball league. So I'm yeah, so I have like four of them going right now. So in the one I'm in first place. So even if I have a down week, like in the second place person only has like 
you know, the point difference, I mean, I can still keep that first place. Nice. Okay. So I'm going to have to do some best ball next year. Um, but anyway, Ryan, who, who's your MVP? Uh, yeah, I'm going back to quarterbacks. I'm going with the guy who was my hit of the week last week. And Mr. Justin Fields, the surprising new like QB1 in the neighborhood. Uh, he had a hell of a day. Put up three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Had 178 rushing yards, the most by a quarterback in the regular season in NFL history. I think Colin Kaepernick did more in a playoff game, so that's why they have to say it like that. But no, he he went the hell off, and even in a loss, which kind of sucks for the Bears, but they are looking promising with him under center. He is, they've kind of formulated the offense to play to his strengths, which is running the ball, getting open, finding the guys open while using his legs, and it is working tremendously the past few weeks. He is probably a QB1 moving forward for the rest of the season. That is correct. Cannot substitute that rushing upside in fantasy football. Here's a good question for you guys. Um, you're starting an NFL franchise today. You are running the fucking show for this. Who do you want under center for your team? Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? Which one would you prioritize having first over the other? Same class, obviously. This one's easy. It's Trevor Lawrence. You're still I think going it's Trevor T-Law? Lawrence. Still going T-Law? Yeah. Yeah. I love Fields. And Fields is turning my tanking dynasty team into a playoff contender before our very eyes. So I'm a big fan of Fields. I have been, and maybe I was a year too early because, you know, I, I still like the upside of like Lance and stuff, but like I liked him and Lance last year when they were rookies. And this is the kind of upside we're getting that we didn't see at all last year. So I love to see it for, you know, his future when it comes to fantasy. Yeah, I, I like him a lot in fantasy football. I think in terms of starting an NFL franchise, though, I would probably agree and still go with uh, Trevor for yep. you know winning NFL games purposes, not fantasy. So, uh, But anyway, um, so that was our uh, Week 9 MVPs, and now we're going to talk about some guys that you might be a little bit concerned with, maybe don't know what to do, and we got some really big names in here. So um, I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. Yeah, it's Are You Freaking Out, Man. Fun segment brought back here. Uh, look, this is go time. Like, this is it. This is, I mean, you're making your final trades. Trade deadlines are approaching. You need to decide, are you in or out on some of these guys? Are, you know, some of these players, maybe you're willing to go buy. You could probably buy them cheaper than you normally would. Some of these players you might want to avoid like the plague. We got a decent list. We're going to dive into them a little bit more in depth here. And we're going to kick things off with not the biggest name on this list, but one of the bigger names. It was a second-round pick that a lot of people were ecstatic about and looked to be very right on in the beginning of the year. But since dealing with injury and a pesky vulture, now we don't really know. I'm talking about DeAndre Swift running back for the Detroit Lions. He's got a real bad Jamal Williams problem. And uh, it just, you just don't really, anytime you start Swift, it seems like Jamal Williams drops 30. And then when you start Jamal Williams, they both go combine for under 10 points. So if you have Swift right now in a league, are you freaking out? And are you looking to get rid of him? Like, what are you doing? Uh, I'm freaking out, but I'm also not looking to get rid of him. His ceiling is RB1 overall, like every week, week in and week out. The problem is he just cannot stay fully healthy. And so with a bad team that he's on, and they're not really trying to like full-on win games because they do need better draft position, they're not going to rush him out there to like be like a workhorse back, especially when they know they're building for the future. 
Jamal Williams is always going to be there to vulture touchdowns. That was something that we knew going into last year, going into this year. Jamal Williams, that's his job, is to steal touchdowns from DeAndre Swift. But what DeAndre Swift does is he plays in the passing game. He plays the 100-plus yard rushing a game type of guy, and he'll find the end zone on a 60-yard run here and there. That's what he does, and that's what he does very well. So I'm not trying to move away from DeAndre Swift, especially if he does you know, come back to full health and is on the field a lot. But he is definitely somebody to be panicking a little bit about. Are you willing to buy him? Are you willing to go out and try and trade low on him? Yeah, I mean, that that's where I'm at. I, I feel like you're either in two situations if you have DeAndre Swift because he went relatively high in a lot of drafts. So your team is either solid and still good and you're going for a playoff push, you hold that. You hold on to him there. If your team is good but you don't have him, like go out and trade for him because these teams are probably not good at this point. So they're willing to get rid of him because he has so much upside. And, you know, if your team is has weathered the storm of the injury of DeAndre Swift, like your team is going to be firing when it comes to playoffs, I feel like, because eventually he's going to take over and start busting off some games. Josh Jacobs or DeAndre Swift rest of season, which we're going to talk about Jacobs too. Josh I don't Jacobs. care. I don't care what stat. I don't care how many touchdowns he scores. I don't care what the call is. It's anyone over Josh Jacobs. He sucks. Don't 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 even tell me his points. I don't care. <laughs> DeAndre Swift. We got the residential Josh Jacobs hater over here. This dude just despises him. Always dude, has, always will. Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, it's I I don't even said it. You've always hated Josh Jacobs, like with a burning passion. I don't understand yeah. where this hatred comes from. Yeah, I hate him too. Honestly, it's just kind of fun at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, it's I, this like. But you, he sucks. He also sucks. You got to remember that too. Yeah. So don't forget he sucks. So what's your reasoning for him for hating him? He sucks. Yeah, he, he just kind of sucks. I think it's more this. Why? Cause fuck him. That's why. <laughs> I, I think that's your reasoning behind that. So. Um. But yeah, I don't. So I, I wouldn't say I'm freaking out over Swift, but I'm definitely in some like lukewarm water here and trying to get it kind of. I mean it. The Jamal Williams thing is concerning. The bad team thing is concerning. The health part is concerning. So these are, I mean, I would be willing to buy him. I don't know how much I'd be willing to pay, though. Like, I'm not going out. I'm certainly not doing a one-for-two situation where I go give away a guy like Joe Mixon or, like, in that in that top eight tier and get, like, Swift and another guy. I don't want to do that. But if I could take, like... I would say anybody that's in the RB 10 to 16 range and potentially go try to get Swift with that, I'd be willing to do that. And I might even be able to get myself a little wide receiver three thrown back in just because of the situation that Swift is currently in. And that team is probably desperate for a big playmaker right now. So he's an interesting player for sure. Um, Who would you rather have, him or Travis Etienne? Rest of season, I'd go ETN. ETN's got the full backfield to himself. ETN is completely healthy right now. And, I mean, for those of the – and he's on a better team. And Jack, he's him. Um, yeah, for sure. I would I, definitely go ETN. And uh, I just want to clarify quickly, uh, ETN's my guy. Uh, I'm marking it now. So just, You can just shut up. He was literally my Ryan's guy. hit of he's, the year. He's, he's, ETN's going to be my guy for now on. So whenever we refer to him – 
as in Travis Etienne. I want <laughs> you guys to refer to him as my guy. Travis okay? Etienne. Yeah, it's after exactly. the season, baby. Travis Etienne, that's my guy. You're a fan of my dude. Nice. Good, <laughs> good job, Ryan. All right, sorry, my bad. He was somebody's hit of the year on here. So, somebody, somebody. It was Ryan Long. Um. Anyway, moving forward here. So we're not freaking out on Swift. We're kind of freaking out on Swift. Is that like so? It's basically like you know. Um, R E L. I'm not gonna do. I'm freaking out, man. It's like both. It's it's all of it. It's both combined. Yeah. All of it. So that's that's where that's at. Um, speaking of that's where that's at. Let's move forward to the biggest name on this list. Possibly the 101 in your draft. If not, probably the 102. Definitely no later than the 105. That's Jonathan Taylor. Who Fuck yeah, freaking out. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm freaking out for sure because who knows what's going to happen with him. Well, Frank Wright just got fired. Yep. Head coach. Um, and now Jeff Saturday has taken over. And they love that he has zero experience whatsoever. That's not usually a quality I look for in my head coaches. Can we talk about that for a quick second? Yeah, Why did they like, I get Jeff Saturday being a former Colt, you know, Hall of Fame potential. I, actually, he might even be a Hall of Famer now. Uh, but no coaching experience. Wasn't in the building for the entire year. Like Usually when you get an interim head coach, it's usually one of your coordinators or somebody who was on your staff after you fire your coach. How do you go about doing that? Bringing in another guy who was an analyst for ESPN to be your interim head coach. I, I don't know how they're doing any of the things that they're doing right now. And I'm going to circle. This isn't just Jonathan Taylor we're going to talk about. We're talking about Michael Pittman here, too, which we'll yeah. get to that leg in a second here. But they they might as well bring me in to coach some offensive line or something like that, too, because Ooh, that, that's the experience level they got. Hit stick fantasy coaches. We go coach the Indianapolis Colts. No, Everybody gets I, it. I was I was talking more about me. I don't know. All really three know of us. You, you can got, coach whatever you want. The wide receiver. Yeah. I got the quarterback room. I want to hang with uh, Sam Ellinger. I don't I don't know if you guys can really handle handle that. Have but, you actually but anyways, coached anything but, ever in your life? What? Have you coached ever in your life? Yes, of course I've coached. Well, so have I. I've coached many little league teams through playoff wins and all. So playoff wins and all. Yeah. Chris yeah, is going to call me out on my coaching. Come on. You want to go to the quarterback room? You couldn't hack it for a day. I, I I will Nathaniel hack it all over the place because I don't got anything to work with in that room. I got fucking Sam Ellinger. <laughs> he said Oklahoma drills in the parking lot. Nick, <laughs> you got Nick Nick Foles still in there. He's about to ball out. That's soon. who should be starting for this team. I will be much happier for my Michael Pittman shares if they just put Nick fucking Foles on the field. They'll win the fucking Super Bowl with Nick Foles on the field. But Yeah, um, I don't know. They're not going to put Matt Ryan back. They've already said no, Sam Ellinger is a starter. Cause they, well, because they lose. I, I don't know what the terms are, but they lose something if they start Matt Ryan again. If Matt Ryan doesn't start another game, I think they get like a conditional pick. And that's why they've downgraded him to third string. Because yeah, Matt they are Ryan going won full tank mode. Yeah. Well, they're definitely, I don't know if it's full tank mode, but they're definitely trying to get whatever compensation they're supposed to get by not starting Matt Ryan. Because Matt Ryan's not, he's washed. I mean, tied sponsorship for days. You fire your coordinator, you fire your head coach, you are you are going into full tank mode. And that's, you know, when we go back to Jonathan Taylor and talk about that, why run him into the ground for the rest of the year when you know you're not competing this year? The Titans are the team of that division. You know you're not competing for a wild card spot. You're playing with backup quarterbacks, second year god-awful quarterbacks. 
what upside is there on that offense? I do think there's a realistic chance that Jonathan Taylor gets shut down because they just don't need – there's no point to run him into – everything you just said, there's just no point. I don't know if that's going to happen, but if I have him – and I, so this is my take on Jonathan Taylor right now because it's, it's, it's funny because it's completely different on different sides of the room. If it's in redraft, it's full-blown. Freaking hell, man. I think you should trade this man right now. I think you should get him off your team right now while he has some value because somebody might be willing to pay. I traded an injured CMC last year for Cooper Cup. Like, there are people that will pay for Jonathan Taylor's upside right now on the grounds of him coming back soon. I would do anything I can to get him off my team in redraft. But if you flip we're, the script... We're not all in leagues with Corey and Kyle. I, it's funny because Corey was the dude he did it with. It was Corey. Exactly, of course. But there are people like that in every league that will trade for upside. Yes, there are. They, they, it happens. It absolutely happens. Like but when the running's on the wall, like it is there in Indianapolis with new head coach, new coordinator, new everything, and with Taylor's injury history so far this season, nobody's going to be paying a top tier wide receiver. Nobody's going to be paying a price for him in redraft. I mean, you don't lose any points for trying. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying I would be making an effort to make it happen if I can. Send trade offers with Jonathan Taylor in them and try to go get something done. Like if you could flip Jonathan Taylor right now for. Amari Cooper and Josh Jacobs off the backbone of two bad games. Would you do that? I would do yes, that. Yes, in a fucking heartbeat. I would trade who's, who's Jonathan gonna, Taylor. Who's going to do that? I, yeah. Like, like even, even if you love Jonathan Taylor, like those two dudes have been completely overperforming. Like no one's going to trade Jonathan Amari Taylor. Amari Cooper and, Jonathan, and Josh Jacobs combined for six total points last week. Total points. Well, Amari Cooper was on buy. Exactly. Nobody. It's all about recency bias in fantasy football. People don't remember. It's what have you done for me lately? And last no. week he scored zero points. Give me David Montgomery and Darnell Mooney. I I'll would do actually, that for Jonathan Taylor. I would rather keep Jonathan Taylor than trade for either of those guys. They're not even on this list because I don't even think they're fantasy relevant enough to talk about. But you're going to go down with a sinking ship with Jonathan Taylor. But I would rather like you're talking down. about in redraft. You'll sell him. I would buy the shit out of them. I'm both bu- him and Pippen and Dynasty. That's what I was gonna say. And Dynasty, yep. I am buying as much jo- as much Jonathan Taylor as I can. I am going out. You will never get him at a cheaper price tag. He's still really good. He's just hurt, and the team is tanking. It's just like CMC when CMC was banged up, and the team was a complete dumpster fire. Why bring him back? He's the best thing that sells tickets for your stadium. He is the most important asset to this team on the offensive side of the football, on the entire team, in all honesty, but definitely the offensive side of the football. Why risk him having a catastrophic injury when you can just shut him down, let him get 100% healthy, bring him back full strength next year, and hopefully you can get some... Plus, at this point in time, where you're at with the Colts, playing him is not a good thing because it helps them get a worse draft pick. And they're not going to get a quarterback with a worse draft pick. And that they they absolutely need a quarterback. I don't know if they're a quarterback away like they think they are, but they do need a quarterback. I know that. You know damn well they're signing Baker Mayfield this offseason. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Please don't. That's what the Colts do. They just Please don't. Get no, it, some it's going to be Tom Brady. Veteran quarterback. It's going to be Brady. It's not going to be It's not going to be Baker. It'll be Brady. No, Brady's done this year. I don't think so. Now, now that Brady's got a lot of time on his hands now. So, <laughs> that man, right, so, he's a free man. But uh, Quick question. Dynasty purposes, who would you rather have? Jonathan Taylor or Ken Walker? Oh, we've already done this. I'm Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I think I still am Jonathan Taylor. Well, you're going to say Ken Walker because you wouldn't have asked a, that question if you were going to not. Yeah. Gonna... 
I'm a little bit Ken Walker. Yeah, exactly. Not not by much, but a little bit Ken Walker. Yeah, I would now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Kenneth Walker's been solid so far in his you know short time we've seen him, but Jonathan Taylor was the number one player in fantasy. Like, yeah, yeah, you you can't just like that. That value is crazy. Uh, th- and this all stems from an argument that I got in with your brother yesterday because your brother asked about Jonathan Taylor in a dynasty league that he's tanking, and. I told him flat out it would be Ken Walker plus, and he laughed at me. And I said, "You're uh, you're absolutely insane if you think that I'm gonna give you Jonathan Taylor plus for Ken Walker." And that's what inspired the hit stick poll that got put out. Uh, I I love Ken Walker. I think Ken Walker is a top ten dynasty running back moving after this year, especially with the stock of Najee Harris and DeAndre Swift possibly declining a little bit. Swift due to injury and Najee just dealing with his own issues. But I, Jonathan Taylor is still Jonathan Taylor. I was literally talking to Kyle last night in a league, and he said, because I asked about Jonathan Taylor, and he said that he wanted Ken Walker, and I flat out told him, I said, unfortunately in that league, I am a full-blown win-now team. I have sold top-end first-round draft capital to go all-in and try and win a title. So I'm just like, I cannot do that trade with this team because I need to know Jonathan Taylor is healthy and on the field. But I'm like, if you come to me in the offseason with Jonathan Taylor for Ken Walker, I'll accept that in two seconds. So, um, absolutely buying him and Michael Pittman in Dynasty. So, what do we think about Michael Pittman, though, in redraft? Because he might be leading the team in targets, but that's not really meaning too much these days. They're not good targets. No. Yeah, he sucks. He doesn't – he's so good. That's what sucks. Is he, he's a phenomenal No, I mean, player. he doesn't suck as a player. He sucks for fantasy, though. Right yep. now, yes. So, it's – it's um he's, he's a concerning one. Are you – Gonna, are you trying to trade Pittman? Are you trying to like? I mean, is there anything you can do with him? You're probably not going to get too much for him, but like, he's staying put on your team. You're not going to get what you want for him, and you're not going to buy him for anything like reasonable either. So he he is a stay put guy right now. If I had somebody like Cortland Sutton, no, I, I actually don't even think I'd do that because Cort- the Broncos' uh, schedule coming up here is getting pretty good, and hopefully, um, Sutton can turn it around. Um. Yeah, the Colts are a tough team to deal with right now. Uh, let's uh, let's go forward here, though. We've spent enough time talking about this god-awful team. Um, and let's talk about Justin Herbert, quarterback for the L.A. Chargers, who is, uh, I don't know if he's 100% healthy or not, but I can tell you his passing weapons are not healthy at all. And Keenan Allen, his hamstring apparently got worse. Now, we do have good news on that. He has avoided IR. He's not going to be, this isn't going to be an IR stint. So hopefully he might be back this week. If not, possibly next week. Um, keep an eye on that. And then Mike Williams should be getting you know, back in the lineup here soon. Herbert's been very underwhelming this year. Not at all what you um, drafted when you took him in probably the top five rounds of your league. And he's got a phenomenal schedule coming up, but he had one of the best matchups you can have in fantasy football against the Atlanta Falcons. And he gave you a big, fat, terrible, I think it was like 14 points. I, the best way to describe it is pretty plain and simple. I mean, so what are you doing with Herbert right now if you have him? I'm well, trying for, to buy him. Trying to buy for him? Me, for me, I'm freaking out as a Herbert owner in one of my redraft leagues. Like, Herbert in every it, league. You, you're, I'm definitely freaking out. I mean, the last four weeks he's gotten like less than like. 15 he's gotten like 15 points or something like that like you didn't draft herbert to get 15 points you could pick jared goff up off the waiver wire to get 15 points you could pick up danny dimes off the waiver wire to get you 15 points you drafted herbert to get you the 25 to 30 and give you an edge at that position so you are kind of stuck 
because you, it's going to be very, very tough to upgrade without giving up something else. And, you know, you may need to find something else on the waiver wire for the time being until his weapons come back. You already burned a pick, too, with that. I mean, it's I'm freaking out, man. It's tough. Uh, and I, I, I have Herbert in – I'm in seven leagues. I have Herbert in five of them and Josh Allen in one of the other ones. <laughs> it's rough in these streets. Um, I, I think it's going to get better when he gets his weapons back. If he can get Keenan Allen and Mike Will, so if you so like I don't hate Ryan's idea of trying to buy him if you're sitting pretty. If you're one of those teams that are like, you know, if you got 5 wins or up and you can afford to go out and let him sit on your bench while those weapons get, you know, healthy because they do have a very nice end of season schedule lined up here for them. I mean, they're I know I know they have Pittsburgh coming up, but Pittsburgh's going to have Watt back. That changes that defense a lot, but um Still should be able to put up some points in that matchup. It it's it definitely opens up, but he needs Keenan Allen and he needs Mike Williams back on the field to And he'll get those guys back. That's why I'm trying to buy him because he's been okay for like NFL purposes. He's still like top five in passing yards, even with his own personal injury, with all of his weapons going down. Justin Herbert is still finding a way to be a productive NFL receiver, and that will translate to fantasy once all of his weapons are back and on the field. He still has Eckler back there who can be very helpful to him. I, I'm i definitely trying to buy him right now if I'm one of those quarterback-hurting teams. Yeah, but but my whole thing is this. like, If you're going to trade for Trevor Lawrence, like, you're going to have to probably give up a quarterback to get him. So what quarterback are you going to be willing to somewhat downgrade to get to get herbert or are you willing to add more things into a quarterback to get him like i feel like you're going to be in a tough situation to try to acquire it because if you if you add in more pieces that are somewhat valuable then and it doesn't pan out and he's just a 15 point guy the rest of the season your team's going to be burned yeah like if i'm like say like a dak owner i would trade dak for herbert right now so you would would go go dak over herbert rest of the season I'd go Herbert over Dak rest of the season. What about Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence or Herbert rest of the season? Herbert. Justin Fields or Herbert rest of the season? Fields. Fields? Yep. Obviously, Kyler, if, if put in that situation. Kyler or Herbert rest of the season? Uh, Kyler by a smidge. Kyler by a smidge. Uh, Lamar, who's been pretty underwhelming uh, the last few still, weeks. Still Lamar. Dude, what is up with Lamar Jackson on Monday night on primetime games? That, that man, just, uh, he's turning into Kirk Cousins, and I don't like him. He, he just doesn't have weapons. Yeah, he is nobody healthy. He just lost his best pat. His, I mean, Mark, uh, Mark Andrews hasn't been healthy for the past like three weeks, and that has definitely shown on his like fantasy upside. He's still running the ball a little bit, but I mean, they're winning games on like handoffs and like quick touchdowns, so they haven't needed him for like full on big fantasy days. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's tough. It's I'm somewhere in the middle as well. I would not, I don't, I would not get rid of him for nothing, but I'm definitely not like thrilled about the situation right now and um yeah it's concerning but uh let's go forward here let's let's i want to make this one should be quick i, I don't want to spend too much time on this one but it is something that um i wanted to bring up and that's where he mostert for the uh miami dolphins they acquired jeff wilson via trade we talked about that last week and um jeff wilson played 50 percent of the snaps uh, jeff wilson season baby i don't even think it's i don't think it's either of them i think they're i think this is exactly what it's going to be i think it's gonna be 50 percent for both going forward and what was looking like to be a phenomenal setup for an end of season schedule to have a very, very good RB two for locked and loaded for the remainder of the year. I think you're now downgraded to two flex level players. And if I had Raheem Mostert though, I I, I think I'd be looking to get rid of him. I'm definitely 
you know, in that sense. I'm freaking out, man. Yeah. What do you guys think? Because M- Mostert was actually doing pretty good for the first half of this year. Yeah, yeah. for me, I'm not too freaking out too much. I mean, coming into the season, you expect him to split time with Chase Edmonds and, you know, some of the other backs on their team. So this is just another thing that I was kind of expecting. So if I had Mostert from the start of the season, like, I don't think it changes his role too much. Yeah, he was overperforming, but when you drafted him there, that that's kind of what you expected. Some good games, some inconsistent games. And going out for the rest of the season, I think he's still a decent player to keep on your team to throw in the flex because the RBs are starting to drop like flies. Yeah, they are. It's 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 that time of year. Uh, I'm Wilson season, baby. They they went and made a trade for him for a reason. Mike McDaniel loves him. He wouldn't come in and immediately play 50% of the snaps if he wasn't going to end up being the guy well, there he, he in Miami. He did that because he knows the scheme because he's literally played on this offense before. That's why that I makes it him. a little bit easier, but 50% of the snaps in your first day, like less than a week from being traded to that team. Tell that to TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson looked good. He played 90% of the snaps. Yeah. I'm just saying it's Jeff, Jeff Wilson season. I don't think it's either one of their seasons. I think I think you have two flex level players in both, and you could start them on any given week, and it's going to be whichever one gets the touchdown work. That Jeff Wilson, top 20 rest of the season. So so I agree and disagree with Chris because I agree that they're both flex-level players, and I think that's a good thing to have going into the rest of the season. Oh, I didn't say it was because, bad. Because those are two solid you know, flex-level players that you're going to need throughout the rest of the season to make your playoff push because the rest of your team's not going to stay healthy. You weren't having these guys as your go-to starters even when they were playing their best. You still had thoughts about maybe sitting them throughout the throughout the rest of the se- like the the season before you know earlier the season. So I I feel like it's just kind of like another similar situation where you're going to play the matchups if you think one of them has a better upside, better game. That's where I'm going to throw them in. I think it just kind of sucks because you did have valuable RB two numbers coming from Mostert with RB one upside on some given weeks when before Jeff Wilson was there. So it's just unfortunate. I, I don't think it's a bad thing though. I mean he is playable. Which is always good, and 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 I think both of them still have that upside though to give you those numbers. Yeah, uh, I mean they're definitely a high power team in Miami. So if somebody could support stuff like that, it's probably them. But Waddle and Tyreek are taking a lot of stuff away from there. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about Josh Jacobs over for the uh, Raiders. And uh, Josh Jacobs is fine. He's looking phenomenal, despite said uh you know completely despising this man's existence for no reason whatsoever. But that team is not looking good. I posted a meme on Twitter. It was a dude where's my car, and it showed uh, McDaniel's face pasted over Ashton Kutcher and um, had Devontae Adams on there too. I thought that was pretty funny. But um, I I don't know what's going on with the Raiders. The one week that you you look you watch them play and they just they make you think, holy shit, this team could actually do some damage in the playoffs. So they made it, and then the next week it's just like this team is just total fucking trash. I I don't. But obviously it impacts you know, their fantasy relevant guys and Josh Jacobs, who was having a top five running back overall season for the first, you know, leg of the year, which all three of us did agree that we did not expect that to continue. We kind of brought him down towards, you know, the RB eight to 16 range, I would say. But over the last few weeks, he's been a little underwhelming, giving you uh, pretty much, you know, single digit numbers here. What are you doing with Jacobs? Are you worried or is it fine? Is this just what he does? Uh, it's a little bit of both. This is what we've always known he does. And if I can move him, I'm definitely trying to because that that team itself is a dumpster fire. Uh, there will always be one guy on that offense who kind of is very good 
each week for fantasy purposes. Last week it was Devontae. But other than that, I have no idea what the Raiders are doing. Josh McDaniel has no ideas what the Raiders are doing. So if I can move off of Josh Jacobs for another top tier type of running back or even like one close and then like maybe another back end running back, I'd be doing that in a heartbeat. Still the RB7 on the year in half PPR. Yeah. Josh Jacobs or Ramondre Stevenson rest of the season? Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson? Okay. Um, Josh Jacobs or Dalvin Cook rest of the season? Dalvin Cook. Saddle, what say you on these? Because you're the residential Josh Jacobs hater. Every one of these, I'm taking the opposite guy. I would take Snoop Connor over Josh Jacobs. Set <laughs> in a redraft league. Josh Jacobs or Brees Hall rest of the season? Do I get an IR spot? Yeah. <laughs> Brees Hall, then. That's a free spot, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't I'm I'm not that worried about him in no, terms. I just I don't have too strong of an opinion on Josh Jacobs because I don't have him in any leagues. So I, I don't care either way. Like I'm not gonna go out and get him right now. So I have no really strong opinion one way or the other for him. If he was on the waiver wire, would you even put in a claim for him? <laughs> or would you just let him go? <laughs> you hate that man. That's I don't get it. But um anyway, I, I don't I if I could get him for a good price tag, I would. If somebody's like super panicked and I could buy, if I could if I could take Raheem Mostert and package him with, you know, a wide receiver three, and go out and buy myself Josh Jacobs, I would do that all day. That, that's that's a no brainer in my opinion. But if you expected top five production for the rest of the year, I think you are um, sadly mistaken on that. Uh, but anyway, I'm gonna go forward here to a guy that I am 100 percent freaking out, man. And that's Leonard Fournette for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Leonard Fournette looks old. He looks slow. Uh, he, I thought he had some juice in the beginning of the year. He was doing great in the beginning of the year, and he was getting the full workload. Um, but Rashad White has been eating into that workload quite frequently, and Rashad White looks good. He's got some juice. And um, they're, they have a bye week coming up, so when we see a lot of times with these rookie running backs and rookie players, they get a lot more involved once the bye week approaches. Um, so, yeah, are you freaking out on Leonard Fournette? Because I am. Oh, you have to be freaking out. There's reports coming out that Rashad White might actually end up taking over as the lead back in that offense. And that's not a good offense to be a part of. They just do not look good this year. Tom Brady, you know, leads or he's like second in the league in passing yards behind Pat Mahomes or whatever. But they just aren't doing anything to like move the ball to score touchdowns. And that's the only points Leonard Fournette was getting this year was through touchdowns. Like he would have 20 yards, but he would get two touchdowns. And that would help you get him to his like regular stat line. And that's just not happening these past few weeks. So definitely freaking out about Fournette. Yeah, I'd be trying to trade him if I could. Yeah, I luckily snagged Rashad White up off the waiver wire in my one league like last week, just, you know, in case this kind of situation were to come. Because if this does happen and it turns into, let's like a Ken Walker kind of situation where you held on to this guy and he's a rookie, he's, he has good talent, he comes into a decent situation and boom, He's going to be really relevant when it comes to fantasy. So, yeah, I, I like Rashad White a lot, and I hope they kind of do give him the workload because I think he does look a lot more explosive. Uh, Rashad White was one of my favorite running backs coming out of this class. I think he was a late second-round pick. If not, I know he was a third. I don't know off the top of my head on that. But, yeah, I I think that Leonard Fournette in any purpose of a redraft league, and honestly, unlike Jonathan Taylor, I would even you know extend that to Dynasty as well. He's a must get rid of. You have to trade him off your team if you have him right now. I would be, uh, I would definitely be trying to go flip him. Let's see if I can get some examples here. I don't want to spend too much time on it just because we, this, we're running a little long here. But like, I don't know. I, I mean, 
would you trade Leonard Fournette for one of the Miami running backs and like maybe a usable wideout? I would, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not it's not looking too good there. And um, where else it's not looking good is the Green Bay Packers. Are you are we completely? What's our thought here with that? Because Aaron Rodgers looks like shit. He's got nobody to throw the ball to. Aaron Jones is now banged up. AJ Dillon has been a massive disappointment. I actually liked him a lot coming into this year. What are we doing with Green Bay Packers players? Has this become the bottom of the NFC North? Do you avoid it at all costs here? I mean, avoid it at all costs. They just lost the Detroit Lions. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm avoiding these guys. I mean, if if I have Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't know if I'm going to cut him. I maybe he I'd might, him. but I would cut him. you know, he's like the only one. I mean, Aaron Jones, of course, you're going to keep, but that's about it at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I would keep just because of the layout of the position. I would keep AJ Dillon on my bench because if something happens to Aaron Jones, he should see enough carries to give you flex level production, and as a running back, that's valuable. So, but if I have AJ Dillon on my team right now, I'm going to the Aaron Jones owner and trying to trade him to him and see if I can get a decent value for that off the panic of a possible injury. It's it's not looking good there. I'm freaking out, man. So anyway, uh, that was I'm freaking out, man. If you had any players that we did not go over that you're interested in and you want to know if we're freaking out or if we're gonna tell you to relax on, just uh, feel free to get at us on Twitter at Hitstick Fantasy. You can uh, send the guy's name there, and we will give you an evaluation of him. We help our listeners out all the time on Twitter. And um, you guys ready to dive into some hits of the week here? Close out this show? Let's do it. Yeah! Oh, yeah! It's hits of the week! I finally feel like I got my Yaz back. I've, I've been dealing with some colds, and, and now I'm back to full Creed over here. So, living pretty good. Um, all right, so uh, let's make this quick. We're running a little late here. Uh, quarterback hit of the week. Seta, kick us off. I'm going to go with a more streamable option, and that's Jared Goff. He's going up against the Chicago Bears. They have been playing better as a team, but their defense is kind of butt. So, I like that matchup going against the Bears' defense. Should be scoring some points. Yeah. Ryan, who do you got? I'm going with another streamable option. That's Mr. Jimmy G coming off a bye week. It's a matchup against the Chargers. Has thrown two touchdown passes in each of his last four games. And they're competing for that division. So Jimmy G time. Jimmy G time. He's He's been surprisingly pretty good so far this year. I think the, like, ever since they, uh, I think like the last, um, what is it, like three weeks, he has been a top 12 quarterback. He's been solid. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to stick with a guy that's been regularly like in our hits of the week section. I actually think this is a three-week in a row. I think this guy's got a turkey now. I think Seta had him last or the first week. I think Ryan had him last week, and now I got him this week. And that's Justin Fields, who's going up against the Detroit Lions. Chicago is at home. And uh, look, Detroit just got their second win of the year. So we all know that's going to be followed by six consecutive losses. And they still have a bad defense, so... Fire up your Justin Fields. I think he's going to keep it rolling. I don't know if you're going to get another 50-burger out of him, but he should still do good things for you. Um, so, Seto, why don't you uh, keep us moving here? Let's talk running backs. So, this is a guy we've been talking about a lot today. So, I'm going to go with Raheem Mostert. I, they're going up against Cleveland this week, Miami. This and I think if you have him on your team, fire him up. Cleveland has gotten torched on the ground all year. So, even after a bye, like him or Jeff Wilson, I like both of those guys this week. 
yeah, I can't I can't hate that. And I'm going to just keep it moving here. I, I got Miles Sanders going up against the uh, Commanders. Miles Sanders has surprisingly been very solid. I mean, it's not even that big of a surprise. We actually all kind of thought that coming in, that he was being a little bit undervalued. But It's my head of the year. Yeah, you did have him there. I mean, He's, he's been balling. He's been great. He's the RB16 on the year right now, and your uh, typical – is this half PPR? Let me see which league I'm in. Yeah, this is half PPR that I'm in looking at on my sleeper app here. Uh, but he's getting the workload. That's what I like the most about him here. You know, you're seeing a very healthy dose of carries here with, uh, you know, last week he saw 17. He's gotten around 15 to 17 almost every single week, which by the way, kudos to sleeper for adding this little rank addition on with their newest update. Cause now I know just off of looking at it, he was the RB eight last week and week nine. So, but keep him in your lineup. Great matchup. I'm into it. Go ahead, Brian, close out the running backs. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Mr. Damian Pierce, running back for the Houston Texans. Uh, that team hasn't really shown too much upside this year outside of one position and one player, and that's Mr. Damian Pierce. Uh, nice 100-something yard game last week, and I think he gets to keep moving forward against the Giants. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Sato, you want to keep moving? Yeah, I'm uh, picking on that matchup as well. I'm going to go with Mr. Wandale Robinson for the New York Giants going up against Houston. He did not look good last week, but their entire offense really didn't look kind of like it did all season. So I think they can get back on track and uh, they can have a good game against a pretty poor Houston Texan defense. Yeah, and I'm going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster, who has been quietly the wide receiver 7, the wide receiver 4, and then the wide receiver 15 last week in your half PPR formats. He's seen eight or more targets in all but two games this year, has a plus matchup against Jacksonville. Like him a lot. Keep him rolling. Keep him in that lineup. So, And then, Ryan, you got a wide out here, right? I do. I'm stacking him with my quarterback. I'm going Mr. Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. Same reason I like Jimmy G. You know, they're coming off a bye week. They're a little well-rested. They're fighting hard for that division. And the uh, Chargers are just as banged up on defense as they are on offense. So I think Ayuk's going to have himself a nice game. Yeah, I like Ayuk. He's been, uh, he's been quietly nice. Um, I mean, that's, that's a little bit of a crowded room there, but uh, he's he's still doing pretty decent here. So we're going to go ahead and move it on over to tight end, and I'm going to roll with Kate Auden, tight end for the uh, Buccaneers, rookie tight end for the Buccaneers, who's going up against Seattle, who just absolutely loves to give up a lot of points to the tight end position. Last week he was the tight end four, dropped 15 half PPR points against the Rams defense. He seems to be involved, so I like this kid a lot. Tom Brady does love his tight ends. We've seen that with Gronk for years and years, and obviously Kate Auden's not Gronk, but this was still one of the better rookie tight ends from this class, and they used high capital on him. So get him in your lineup if you need a streamer. He's he's a good one this week. Said so I want you to keep it on. I'm going to go with the Muth is Luth. With, the uh, Muth be Luth. With Mr. Pat Fryer, who's going up against New Orleans. Uh I, I don't know how good this defense is going to be unless they get their guys back in New Orleans. So, and if they're still banged up going into this game, like I just, I'd like that matchup to maybe squeak in a touchdown uh, if, they, if they do score one in Pittsburgh. So that's what I like with Pat Firemuth. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Uh, Ryan, who's your tight end? Uh, yeah, I'm going with the tight end darling, somebody who came back from injury a little late this year and has been solid his past few weeks, Mr. Greg Dulcich. Tight end for the Denver Broncos. He has looked very good for a rookie. And I think he might be Russell Wilson's new favorite target. So against the Tennessee Titans, firing that up. Yeah. I mean, we just saw Kelsey rip that team apart. I mean, granted, he's Kelsey. He rips every team apart. But, you know. So um, are we uh, ready to move forward to defense here? Close things out? Yep. All right. Well, I'll kick things off here. I got the New York football Giants going up against the uh, Houston Texans. 
The Giants are going to be back at home coming off a bye. They've had two weeks to prepare for this, and uh, Dabble seems like the kind of guy that gets his team pretty well prepared. And I don't think Houston's going to have Brandon Cooks because they, um, they're in a whole situation there where Brandon Cooks did not want to be on this team. He wanted out. Couldn't happen. The trade deadline had some issues. They had some financial problems with multiple teams that inquired about Brandon Cooks. And so outside of Damian Pierce, who I do think is going to have a respectable game in fantasy terms, I don't really think anybody else for Houston is going to do anything here. So the Giants should be a good play this week. Uh, I'm definitely rolling with it. Uh, whichever one of you wants to go next, feel free to go ahead. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. We're doing the same order the whole time. Stop trying to jump the gun, Ryan. What? We. I would say we've not done the same order. We've been mixing it up. In honor of Joe Mixon, we have been mixing it up this whole podcast because of what he did last week. I just like how Ryan was so upset. Oh, he was. The look on his face was priceless. So I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Las Vegas Raiders going up against the Colts. They're terrible. Sam Allinger's a quarterback. I don't think we need to highlight much more there. Uh, I'm going with the Denver Broncos. Uh, same reason I like Dulcich. They're coming off a nice bye week. Tennessee's offense, you know, while they're still first in their division, Ryan Tannehill might be back this week and probably will be back this week, but they haven't been putting up points. They haven't put up top 20 points in the past like three weeks. So even if, you know, Tennessee ends up winning that game, it will be on the grounds of Derrick Henry in a low scoring game. So for fantasy purposes, Denver defense. My only concern there is just the Denver offense, not because Tennessee's got a good defense, and that Denver offense could put the Denver defense in some bad situations with some short fields. That would be my only worry. If Tennessee wins ten to seven, your defense still did you well. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just if like if Ryan Tannenhill is back, I might be a little concerned on that pick. If it's Malik Willis, then all day for sure. But that's just my. It's and it's not. I think the Denver defense is phenomenal. It's just I'm worried about. Russell Wilson throwing interceptions and doing high knees on the sideline. So, but um, anyway, uh, that's going to be a show here. Uh, we got everything wrapped up. Uh, Ryan, you got a birthday coming up this weekend. So I do Saturday celebrating that. I'm going to go ahead for your birthday. I'm going to put your car in Craigslist for $500 and Hell yeah. let everybody have your phone number. So go on Craigslist and look for Ryan's car and then give him a call. It'll be for sale for $500 and uh, he'll enjoy that. But um, anyway, uh, do you guys got any closing arguments here or statements? Go Browns, fuck the Dolphins. Go Browns, fuck the Dolphins. Your brother is going to be there. So, anyway, you know where to find us. That is Hitstick Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram. Um, as always, ask us some questions, long term feedback, hitstickfantasy at gmail.com. Hitstick Chris, if you want to talk to me personally, and you guys? At the real Ryan Long. At Michael underscore Soto. Good night, Hit Squad. Nothing? Nobody gets a fuck you today? No. I'm in a good mood. That is your birthday.